The following podcast may be unsuitable for children or more sensitive listeners and may contain explicit language. Americans vote for Muslim president, terrorists confused. Hey, top of the something to you. This is WBEZ's It's All True podcast, powered by America's second favorite source for fake news, thewhiskeyjournal.com. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and you just heard a fake news headline from comedian Nick Vatterock. In each episode, I chat with an awesome person and then ask them to reveal a funny personal true story. This episode was recorded at our first ever live show at the Annoyance Theater in Chicago and features comedian and frequent Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me panelist Brian Babylon. He explains the strange way that we met. I found you in, in whatever that little hipster town was, the Logan Square. Where you... And he tells a story that had me dying in a good way. Take any stickers or take any drugs, watch them, they're weird, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, whatever, I got money to make. Brian is recording his debut stand up album May 8th and May 9th at the Laugh Factory Chicago. So before we get started, here's your unique chance to hear him work out newer material at our live show. Also, warning, he likes to call me his son, but we haven't done a DNA test. My son. Give it up for my son, Tim Barnes. Man, that guy. All right, we're in a time crunch, so let me get straight into it. Um, this new material I've been working on is about me getting dumped, and because comics can't figure out love and shit, and it's horrible. Um, I don't know, I hit rock bottom. You know, I hit rock bottom when I got dumped, and I found myself, I hit rock bottom when I found myself in my room alone, in my, like, tidy whitey brief, smoking weed, Facebook stalking my ex. That's when you knew you hit, hit rock bottom. That's when it's like, you can't get any lower. Then on top of that, I had fruit flies talking to me in my face. <laughs> right? And fruit flies talk to you the worst because they get in your eyeball and they taunt you. They're like, yeah, you can't get over that bitch. Oh. And then I'm standing up like, you, you punk ass bitch, you fruit fly. And I'm swearing at a fruit fly with a blunt in my hand in underwear looking horrible, right? It was horrible. And I'm calling a fruit fly a punk ass bitch. And that was whack because actual, in actuality, I was a punk ass bitch, and I'll tell you why. Because I had ordered myself an edible arrangement and sent it to my house because I was feeling sorry for myself. I'm eating the edible arrangement fruit thing in my room. Then I went out of town and left it in my room over the weekend, came back to a fruit fly infestation. So who's a punk ass bitch, Brian? It's you. It's you, man. That's a life lesson you gotta live. How many single people, how many single soldiers we have? Single people make noise, single. That's right. If you're in a relationship, you better stay in that shit. I don't care if you hate that person. Stay in that relationship. It's horrible in these single streets. You're on these little apps. I'm on, I'm on the tenders. I put, a, I put an S on it because I'm older, you know? Like, yeah, I'm on tenders. Then you rub your stomach. That's how that goes down. It's a true story. I'm on... This is real. I'm on, the, I'm on the train. I get a message on the tenders from this chick. We, I don't know, whatever. We swipe the right way. Internet. I don't know how to shit work. And we match up, and she sends the first message, right? Straight up feminist go gal. She's going to make the first moves. She, she sends the first message, and the first thing she says to me is, hey, send me a dick pic. I'm like, what the f***? What? What? Get to know me. Fresh, right? I'm not, and the thing is, I'm not going out no punk-ass dick pic scandal. That. That's not how I'm going out. This is not 2005. 
Uh, if I go out in like a big time scandal, it's gonna be like midgets, shillelaghs, and cocaine. That's how next level scandal. But I am gonna send something, right? So I was on the green line going home from work. I found myself Googling big black <laughs> Image search, right? And you'll be amazed on how many big black it is that are horrible on the internet. The internet is filled with horrible big black and it's so tough to find a big black that you feel represents you as a person. It's, that's, that is work. Cause I'm like, uh, uh, uh. it's bulbous tips, curves, zigzags. It's the worst. When I got dumped off, you know, and when you, when you get like bad things happen to you, it happens in threes, that's how the universe is. So you'll lose your job, get kicked in the nuts, flat tire universe, that's how the shit goes. So when I got dumped, I got dumped. Then in the same week I got dumped, my weed man got engaged, right? And that is the ultimate wake up call to life that you a loser. When the weed man gets engaged, it's like, what? Yeah, man, I love her. Like, what? Adulthood, what? Because this is the same guy a week before, and buckle up, okay? This is next level crazy shit. I'm the bad boy of NPR, get your, get your mind right. So the rules are, you know how you know it is when you have a weed man, right? You get the dope from him, but you gotta spend at least four minutes with quality talk time, catching up on crazy shit. And my weed man is like Serbian, so his English is not that hot, so it's like talking to like a seven-year-old. So he tells me, this is crazy, he tells me, he said, like, hey, yo, yo, Babylon, check it out, yo. Have you ever been with a girl and you want her to do Molly, but she doesn't want to do Molly? So you're like, cool, cool. So you guys end up drinking, then you guys end up later on, and then you're hitting it doggy style, then you put some Molly on your finger, then you put it up her butt, bro. You ever done that, bro? I'm like, hell no, man, that should sound rapey as fuck. Don't, don't tell me no shit like that, man. I can see that on the next episode of Law & Order immediately, like, and you have like Ice-T explaining it to the other cops, like, you know, yeah, it's called a Molly Pudding Pop, would you put Molly on your finger and put it in some... <laughs> All right, that's enough jokes for me. Where's my son? Where's my son? I've heard you uh, yeah. workshop that pudding pop joke for about three weeks now. Three weeks, yeah, we've been, uh, you know, I made, you always say it's so, oh, oh, that was in L.A. Yeah, yeah. That, yes, it was. <laughs> That's when we, I was having my, uh, you don't know, before I do stand-up, I give myself a facial mask and some weed. I s- Show I've business. seen it. It's, it was sh- when you opened the door, I was very shocked. Oh, hey, Tim, I like, <laughs> those cucumbers, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, this is great. I'm proud of you. So proud of my boy, Tim Barnes. Thank you very much. Uh, so I, proud of him. You know what? I love... I, be honest. I found you... At a... In, in whatever that little hipster town was, the Logan Square. We you, just, Boys Town. Boys Town. That was Boys Town. You found me at Entertaining Julia. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And I was like, who the f- is this? Do I, see, <laughs> I see him everywhere. I'm like, who is this? I come here, man. Who are you? He's like, Tim Barnes. I'm like, what do you do? Stand up. <laughs> Really? It's like, what do you want to do? I was like, well, I would love to work for America, Just American Life with Ira Glass. I'm like, what? <laughs> F- him. You have your own podcast, with Ira Glass. A year later, look who has his own podcast, uh, Tim Barnes. Tim Barnes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna remake, to remix that and make it the new, the yeah. new uh, theme song for the show. And I, and I was but. really wasted when I gave, did that Ira Glass rant, too. That's, that's real bad. We'll be right back with more It's All True after the break. And when we return, you'll hear Brian Babylon's funny personal true story. Here's a clip. 
And I had this like, like sort of like a pullover with like a little kangaroo pouch. So I just put the money in there and started building the money. And the third night was when got crazy. You won't want to miss it. Shane Dawson was one of the original YouTube stars, but can't stand seeing his own face on the internet. I've created this crazy, wacky guy, and you know, and for me, I'm in real life, I'm so low key and so boring and so just blah. So watching that guy, sometimes I do hate him. We get to the bottom of this dichotomy on the latest episode of General Admission. To get a look behind the fame, check us out at wbez.org/generaladmission. Welcome back to the show. I'm your host, Tim Barnes, and in each episode, I ask a guest to reveal a headline for a funny personal truth story. This week's guest is comedian Brian Babylon. Uh, you have a story, you have a yeah. very crazy story that you're going to tell. Yes, I do. If a newspaper were to pick up the story, uh, what, what would the headline be? Uh, oh, headline, what do we say? The headline would be, oh, headline, I just found out that my dad has racist thoughts. <laughs> Breaking news, my dad has racist thoughts. <laughs> I grew up in a, uh, I guess, a Huxtable household. If you guys don't know, there's two types of blacks. There's Tyler Perry blacks. No, bring it on. You don't know about from the project. Then there's Huxtable blacks. Did mom and dad give you permission to go to Egypt? No, they're still thinking about it. I'm on this side of the fancy kind. Um, so my parent, my dad was, you know, is, is finance, my mom's in medicine, so, you know, they really wanted me to do good things, and always pressured me to do good things. So I got a summer job, and back then in the south suburbs, what's called, what's that, Fifth, Third, Ampa Arena, whatever, it was called World Music Theater, back in the early 90s. And when it first opened, uh, the first summer, I worked there, and I was like, since I was in the AV club, they gave us the stupid jobs backstage where you did nothing, just watching a gate or whatever. And then that first summer, it was a great lineup. It was like Depeche Mode, Janet Jackson. Uh, I didn't know what the fuck a Jimmy Buffett was until that <laughs> summer. I'm like, what? What is you that? You think it was a buffet? Like Jimmy- Margaritaville, really? People were paying that much for a buffet. I was, it was crazy, right? And, and, and the, one of the big, big shows that summer was when the Grateful Dead came to uh, the World Music Theater, right? So that was the first time I ever smelled patchouli and, and uh, first time I ever seen white people play drums with such vigor and just determination. And did, they fill, did they fill the parking lot? No, they filled the parking lot and it was like a little, like, if I had imagined, like, what the tri- 12 tribes of Israel little camp looked like in the future, it looks like a Grateful Dead campsite at, like, some type of a concert, right? So, I don't know, one day I was, like, noticing that you can get in and out of the arena if you just had on a concession stand hat and a T-shirt, right? You can walk through any uh, one of the entrances of the concession stand. So, I'm like, hmm, okay, Mitt Romney small business. I found some, um, <laughs> this was pre-Mitt Romney. I, I felt him coming, right? So, I found, like, a couple of, like, you know, old, you know, discarded, like, like five or six concession stand hats, some concession stand t-shirts, got them, and then my thing was, let me just try this, and I tried it at that Jimmy Buffett show, and I was like, surely no one's going to come to this dumb shit, I've never heard of this guy, it was so the f*** out, I'm like, wow, white people crazy, man, so... It was people trying to get into the place, so I said, I went to this group of people, I was like, they were trying to get in, I said, well, what you guys can do, I'll get you in, if you give me like, like I think it's like 50 bucks each, like, cool, cool, they gave me 50 bucks each, and I had them put on the hat and the t-shirt, and they would go into the concession stand entrances, 
take the bag off, I mean, take the shirt and hat off, put it in the backpack, give it to the friend at the gate, you know, rinse and repeat, have all the friends, give me the backpack, boom, America, right? How much money were they giving you? They gave me 50 bucks each, so at that point, it was like, I made that first time, I made like $300. Like, and this was before I really was smoking pot, so I'm like, damn, that's a lot of money, man, wow, right? And this so, was like 60 years ago, too. So that it was, was 60 like, years yeah. ago, yeah, so it was, it was a long time ago, right? <laughs> So back then, you could buy a Cadillac, okay? <laughs> so, so I was like, oh, shit, this, this works. And I did it again at the Aerosmith show. You know, and that show was crazy because Aerosmith doesn't uh, drink, so they don't let anyone drink at an Aerosmith show. So it was a lot of angry white people. I never and knew that. That's what you don't want. You cannot drink beer at an Aerosmith show because they're trying to get their shit together, <laughs> and they put that on you. So... I tested it again one more time at the Aerosmith show, <laughs> flawless. I made like another, you know, maybe 300, 400 bucks. So I was like, you know what? Let's turn this shit up. The Grateful Dead show, I knew it was going to be crazy because the news was talking about it. Uh, my mom came home and was like, Brian, there are hippies everywhere. They're sleeping <laughs> in the park. Because we live like in a subdivision, like not far from it. So hippies were everywhere, washing themselves at the White Hand Pantry sink. It was crazy. I'm sure they warned you, like, watch out for this, watch out for that, right? Oh, no, yeah. So when we got to work, uh, they had a big meeting. Listen, guys, here's the deal. Uh, don't touch anything, don't take anything from these people, these hippies, don't like take any stickers, don't take any drugs, watch them, they're weird, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, whatever, whatever, I got money to make. So I just started, you know, running this game, it was like three days of shows, and I was getting people in, and the first, I think the first night I had like maybe $1,500, like $1,000, and like, you know, early 90s was crazy. Like, I was like Nino Brown, like, damn, so it was nuts. <laughs> And I had this like, like sort of like a pullover with like a little kangaroo pouch. So I just put the money in there and started building the money. And then the third night was when she got crazy, where I saw this girl who went to my high school and I cut her off. And she was on a stretcher and her eyes were like this. I'm like, damn, they got her. You know, those hippies <laughs> got her. Damn, that's fucked up. So later that night, we had, I had planned this whole crazy Sybaris night with my friends, because my, my friends, my friend's brother, his girlfriend, like, worked at the Sybaris, and the Sybaris is this, like, little, like... Who's from the Harry Potter? Anybody know what the Sybaris is? The Sybaris is like, oh, oh, this couple knows right here, like, <laughs> yeah. So the Sybaris is, like, this, like, souped-up trailer part thing with, like, pools and romance and, and all this, and still let us rent it out, and we were going to rent it out. I had the cash from all my, you know, concert money. So what happened was... My last little hustle, I had like eight people. I said, you know what? Here's the t-shirts, you can keep them. I'm done with this life. Give me, <laughs> give me this money. And I walked away, and I remember it kind of vaguely that someone like put something on me, patting me on my back. I really didn't pay attention. And I had all this money in my kangaroo pouch jacket. I'm walking through the parking lot, getting ready to get picked up. And then I just see this like, I see this like dolphin in the parking lot. <laughs> I'm like, man. I knew things were falling apart. You know what I'm saying? So like, I knew, I knew like, okay, I don't want to go crazy. I saw I had a sticker on me. I took it off. I kind of rub, I rubbed my like arm. I'm rubbing my arm like this, and I went to the medical tent. I was like, you know what? I think they got me. I think you need to call my mom. So they called my mom. My mom came and got me. Long story short, I woke up the next day at my house. And my dad was there because my parents were divorced. So I'm like, oh, sh what is daddy doing <laughs> that's, here? That's what he knows. Not a good sign. I totally Mississippi's uh, night. Um, so my dad woke up. He's like, hey, Brian, what's up, man? And my mother said, first thing, Brian, are you selling drugs? I'm like, what? <laughs> Why 
Like, no. Like, do I look like I sell drugs? That doesn't make a difference. Do you sell drugs? No. Where did this money come from? So she had the money out of the jacket, and in her hand, it looked like a f***ing rap video. It looked, like, <laughs> it, it looked dope, Manny. Okay, I can see where it might look like I was a drug dealer. So she was like, what is this? I'm like, ah. So then I said, no, I'm not selling drugs. So I explained the whole thing about how I was getting people in and out with the concession stand, hats and shirts. So then I see my father, and he's frowning. As I'm telling the story, he's like, <laughs> That's a businessman, right? Yeah, That's then at the, by the end, he's like, hands on his hip, like, Good job, Brian. Wow, man. You thought of this by yourself? Wow. So then my mom says, We well, can't keep this money. Then my father was like, What is he going to do? Give it back to them honkies? I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and that's when you found out your dad and was. That's when I found out my dad had racist thoughts. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for coming out to the show. And that's the show. Be sure to stay updated on Brian Babylon by following him on Twitter. His Twitter handle is Brian Babylon. And he'll be recording his debut stand-up album May 8th and May 9th at the Laugh Factory Chicago. If you want to be a part of it, buy tickets now. It's All True is a production of WBEZ Chicago and The Whiskey Journal. Our live show is produced by Matt Byrne, Joe Dassault, myself, and Brad Helm. Also, special thanks to the Annoyance Theater. Next on It's All True, I talk to comedian and author of the book How to Be Black, Baratun Day Thurston. No matter the race of the person, if you're holding a book called How to Be Black, if you're white, it's like this weird aspirational cool thing. If you're black, the question is, do you need some kind of refresher course in yourself? Like, why do you even have this book? If you dig the show, please subscribe on iTunes and tell people about it. It's a big help, and it means a lot. My Twitter handle is TimBarnes451, and follow the show at All True Podcast. This is Tim Barnes signing off saying, I believe in you. 